This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. The Buck Sexton Show. We're joined by Glenn Stanton. Glenn is a writer for the, or he's written a piece for the Federalist we're going to talk about. He's the director of Global Family Formation Studies at Focus on the Family and is the author of eight books on various aspects of the family, including The Ring Makes All the Difference. I think I'm going to have to pick up a copy of that one, Glenn. Uh, still, 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 no, <laughs> still no ring given out by me, so I've got I to gotta work on that. Yeah, and a couple for your friends. Yeah, absolutely. Just while absolutely. you're buying it, right? We, 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 may have to, we may have to go into a little bit of The Ring Makes All the Difference just out of my own curiosity here. But first, <laughs> I, want to talk, I want to talk to you about your piece, Five Damning Inconsistencies in Transgender Dogma. You write that gender theory is pure ideology. It is not based in any science or logical objectivity. Its proponents literally make it up as they go along based solely on the way they wish nature were. Let's start with one out of five. Gender is a spectrum. This is false. Why? Yeah, well, primarily, I mean, just the, as you said, the whole gist of the article is these gender theorist people, I, I mean, it's governing our public policy, but they're just making it up. And the first point that I make is this, um, you know, basic orthodoxy for these guys is that gender is a spectrum. There are lots of different genders, as broad as the rainbow. But as I say in here, we all walk around, we observe people at the mall and downtown and things like that. How many other genders have you ever seen? It always comes down to two types, male and female. And there are lots of variations in terms of lots of good ways to be a good male or lots of ways to be a good female. But we always encounter, regardless of wherever we go in the world, only two models of humanity, and that is male and female. So, I mean, their, their gender is a spectrum thing doesn't even connect with what we observe every day, what we experience. So that one's false. Let's go with number two. Binary is bad, but L, B, G, and T, requ- and Q, I think should be in there too, right, require it. Yeah. Well, and the big thing is, I mean, if, if you show up to class, to a gender studies class, and you say, I thoroughly believe that gender is binary, there's just black and white, male or female, this or that, um, you will be shouted down and laughed at because they're basic dogma is, again, gender is the theory. But think about this, the LGBT um, alphabet soup. What is a lesbian? A lesbian is a person who likes women. They do not like men. And there is no category of people that they don't like. We understand it because of the binary. They like women. They don't like men. Same thing with gay. What is a gay man? He's a man who likes men. He doesn't like women. Those are the only two options. 
Um, think about bi, bisexual, okay? Bicycle, binary. I mean, it's binary in itself. It means you like both men and women. And then trans is the same thing, transatlantic. Um, you're going from one place to another. You're transing from female to male or male to female. So even their own kind of acronyms and nomenclature points us to the binary system. And when you point these out to these people, um, they don't even see any kind of contradiction there. Again, because it's it's all just uh, an illumin. It's a. It's just not even connected into reality, and and that's the you know tragic thing for these people. But the tragic thing is that this is driving public policy and you know information for our kids, what they're learning in school, things like that. And it's it's sadly just baseless. Let's go with number three on the list. Male, female is not natural unless you're trans. Yeah, I mean, if you show up, again, to um, gender studies class in any college, they will tell you that male and female are just what they call cultural constructs. You're a male because the culture tells you that you should be a male, and this is how males act. You know, you encounter a female. She's a female because the culture demands that females act this way, that there's nothing natural. There's nothing intrinsic or given about being a male or a female. That is fundamental gender theory orthodoxy. But if we encounter a trans individual, a trans female like Bruce Jenner, then we're reminded, oh, no, no, she is she has become, or Bruce has become, the woman that she always has been. Now, see, male and female, in the general sense of things, they're just cultural constructs. But if you're a trans woman or a trans man, no, that is deeply, intrinsically, naturally who you are. And they can't have it both ways. I mean, again, it is just an embarrassing contradiction in their own theory. And I mean, if, if you refuse to call a trans male or a trans female he or she, I mean, you are slimed as a bigot because no, the he or she is actually who they are rather than, you know, the appearance that they will tell us you or me or any other woman that we know is. I mean, it's, it's, it's just remarkable. And number four, androgyny is natural. Yeah, the big thing that we get is, well, gosh, I mean, you know, you see that people are naturally androgynous. There's male and female, and yes, there's beyond the binary. There's people who are just androgynous. They're neither male nor female. But we have to see in terms of, like, fashion, um, one, there are no androgynous clothing stores. And, you know, whenever you see something that seems androgynous, like, well, a woman wearing a tie and kind of a man's suit, there's always a feminine look to it. And nobody thinks, gosh, I mean, look at that woman. She just needs to, you know, feminize it a bit. No, there's, there's this feminine nature. And if you're going to be truly androgynous, like we think about David Bowie back from the day, you know, he had to go to great trouble to affect that kind of look of, is he a guy, is he a girl? Androgyny is not natural. It requires great intentionality, and it is in itself a cultural construct. It is not naturally occurring. 
Last one, number five. My little boy is actually a girl. What's going on here? Yeah, well, we hear that all the time. And, and, you know, the way this is set up is, say you're a school administrator or a principal, a, a teacher, and, you know, this parent brings in this little child and says, you know, my little boy, Johnny, um, looks like a boy, but actually he's Joan. She's a, she's a girl. He identifies as a girl. And they demand that you play along with that kind of... Um, you know, make-believe way of, of doing things. And if you don't play along with it, then you're a hateful bigot being mean to the child. But what we know from the leading scholars, not conservatives or not pro-family people, but you know, even people from the um, Netherlands Gender Identity Clinic, one of the biggest places in the world, they do not recommend that we play along with kids who misidentify as the other gender. Because here's what they say, that the research is very clear on this, that little boys or little girls who think they're the opposite sex, up to 98% of them, anywhere from 78 to 98% of these kids will readjust and start to identify with their natural gender by the time they hit puberty. So these people at the um, the... Amsterdam Gender Identity Clinic, they say that if you go along with these kids and say, okay, we're going to play along with, you know, you little boy that you're actually a girl, these kids are going to reverse, and then the adults are going to have to play along with and help these kids make the transition back in their later years, which is going to be very difficult. So, no, there's no science whatsoever um, that indicates that, yes, a little boy can be, you know, born in the wrong body or a little girl can be born in the wrong body. These are things that happen in the mind, and most of these kids snap out of it by the time they hit puberty. So we shouldn't, as school administrators, as parents, as people in the community, be bullied by the gender theory logic that, oh, no, you need to respect what this child actually is. It's it's just a false kind of politics rather than any kind of science. And each of these five things actually go contrary to some of the most important scientific develop developments that we've been making in the last 10 years. None of this is based on science. It is all based on sheer ideology, and it keeps changing with every given week. It's why we have such a hard time. People ask, well, gosh, is it LGBT? Is it LGBTQ, QI, you know, all those different things. It just keeps changing under our feet because these people want it to change, and they want it to just keep expanding to go along with their radical philosophy that gender doesn't really matter. Why do you think there's such nastiness that often comes with this discussion, meaning that the progressives who are constantly changing the language and even will attack each other over not using the proper pronoun or whatever the case may be, uh, they're, they're not looking to make converts. It seems to me they're always looking to burn heretics at the stake on these transgender issues. And that's a politically a loser, but but is it because they've just this is like the final frontier of the left getting their way on these issues, and they're they're just deciding to push for the maximum? Why are they? This is just a long way of saying why are they so mean about this stuff? 
Well, you know what? That is the big, big question. And, and you said something very important. Oh, and by the way, just one thing. Not transgender people. I'm talking about actually just the progressives that always pretend that this is some issue they really care about who aren't themselves transgender. But go ahead. Sorry. You, you know what? No, no, no. First of all, that's very right. As I interact with transgender individuals, they are typically very gracious, very yes. broken. They'll talk to you about hurt it. hurt individuals. Exactly. And they're not like these these radical kind of activists. There are certainly those, but the ones that you just meet here and there, they're, they're very kind of tender-hearted people. Um, and I think a lot of that has to do with what's going on inside of them. But you're right. It's the elites. It's the, um, you know, the progressive elites that are demanding. And you said that as they're making progress in our culture, they get more bold. Well, they made progress because of their false distinction of there's loving, insightful, open-minded people on, on one side, and then there's the bigoted, hateful, closed-minded people on the other. I mean, you look at young people and you give them that choice, which one are they going to go with? It is absolute um, bold-fisted demand. I mean, it is it is a fascism, if you will, to say, you will play by our rules or else. We will slime you. We will bring you into court. We will denounce you. We will destroy your businesses. We will destroy your public reputation. And that's the question that you're asking is, why is that the case? And here's what I think. As a Christian, and let me be very careful with this, is... Satan is not behind all the individuals. I mean, it's not that the individuals are evil necessarily, but Satan is behind this movement. And Satan cannot help but overplay his hand. Evil cannot help but overplay its hand. And you said it as well. I mean, people are kind of seeing this nastiness. Okay, I voted, you know, I was for same-sex marriage. I thought that was about Frank and John next door just wanting to get married. I was on for that. But this whole gender stuff and the bathroom stuff and... You know, my kid having to recognize in school that this little boy is actually a little girl, you know what, never signed on for that kind of stuff. And I think it's, it's, they're overplaying their hand. And it's not let us convince you or let us persuade you, but we will shame you into agreeing with us. And that's exactly what we're seeing on campuses today, in our communities, in our workplaces. And that's why I wrote this article, is to explain that these things are not even rooted in reason or scientific thinking or any kind of objectivity. It is just... It's there's a hysteria like behind the wind. it. Yeah, there's, 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 there is a hysteria. We've yep. got Glenn Stan. He's the director of Global Family Formation at Focus on the Family. He's going to talk to us about his book, The Ring Makes All the Difference. Uh, I, I'm still one who needs to, you know, needs to get this whole ring thing going at some point, Glenn. So why does the ring make all the difference? You've only got a few minutes here, but I wanted to hear about this. Yeah, it's just a, a quick research book that looks at a lot of the compelling reasons for why marriage benefits us. And it's, I mean, in every way that we know how to measure happiness and well-being and productivity and, you know, earning on the job and keeping a good job, um, those people that have rings on their fingers tend to do better um, than 
other people in all other relationships. The other part is it kind of makes a case against cohabitation, that cohabitation does not resemble marriage in terms of these outcomes. And so especially for women, cohabiting is not a good idea. It doesn't work out for them. And the woman who is married, the woman who has a ring on her finger, is a more powerful player in the relationship than... um, you know, somebody, uh, that woman living in a, in, a, in a cohabiting relationship. So that's what the book does, um, and it just goes through that and explains from a, you know, leading mainstream research point of view of, of why marriage is significant and why it's important. I mean, I'm here in New York City where cohabitation, because of the price of rent, is, uh, is, is incredibly commonplace. And, and for people a lot of the time who, who think that marriage is going to follow it, but there, I'm assuming your research shows there's a downside to that, or is that okay? Is that okay? Oh, well, that, yeah, no, 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 it's not a good idea. And here's the deal. I mean, they've done this research uh, looking at men and women. And you ask men in a cohabiting situation, where's the future? And they're like, we're just hanging out. We're having fun. Just, you know, we'll see what happens. The women are more likely to think that cohabiting is going to lead to marriage. Now, the, I mean, it's it's the thing that our grandmothers told us, you know, about the cow and the milk. The guys are just hanging out, having fun. The woman, bless her heart, she thinks it's leading somewhere, but it's not. And so she is holding out false hopes, and the guy is just stringing her along. It's the powerful woman that says, I'll be glad to move in with you, but I want a ring first. I want a wedding. I want cake. I want a honeymoon. I want everything. When I get that, then I'll be glad to move in with you. That's the powerful woman. All right. Glenn Stanton, we really appreciate you staying through. Glenn is the author of The Ring Makes All the Difference. He's also at Focus on the Family, and you can check out the piece that we discussed about transgender uh, myths and issues and such on thefederalist.com. Glenn, great of you to call in and to stay through. We appreciate it. Hey, you bet. Thanks, Buck. The experts at web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current web.com customers. We've used and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance. 